Welcome to the Career Wanderlust Podcast, your compass for new career horizons. Today, we are talking with Jacqueline Boaz. Jackie has an impressive background heading up communications with leading companies such as Legrand, Ozram, Northeast Bank, and Boston Scientific Corporation, as well as managing her own consultancy, Birdsong Communications. Jackie has had a long-standing passion for mission-driven business, and she recently made a change from corporate communications role to taking on a position as the Global Philanthropic Communications Manager with the New Balance Foundation. I'm really excited to learn more. Jackie, thank you for joining us on the Career Wonderless podcast. Thank you. It's an honor, and I've really enjoyed listening to your previous episodes and your very insightful guests. Oh, thank you. I know. I've had some great guests, right? (laughs) You have. Uh, So please, could you tell us a little bit about what you feel has been some of your favorite career advice and why? I'd love to. This is a great exercise. It's given me a chance to kind of think about the conversations that I've had with my mentors, but also some of the people that I've had the honor of serving as a mentor too. Mm -hmm. Um, So I have one sort of very pragmatic piece of advice, which may be a bit of a surprise in a career podcast, focused podcast. I would say I would recommend everyone at every point in their career to work with a financial planner. And the reason why I use that as a piece of advice is that I think it's really helpful in making decisions that feel somewhat emotional sometimes mm-hmm. around whether or not to take a job, if you're qualified enough for a job, should you apply for a job, what should you be looking for, to start with what do you need in mm-hmm. order to feel good about accepting a job. I've worked with so many mentees who have found themselves in positions where they're either afraid to leave because they think they're making the most money they'll ever make in their careers and they feel like if they leave financially, it will be a mistake Mm -hmm. Um, or vice versa. They've worked in mission-based organizations that aren't able to pay sort of a competitive salary against, say, a corporate um, Mm -hmm. role. And they're really just like surviving on (laughs) very little (laughs) but they feel guilty about considering leaving because of the financial implications. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing I would say. It's sort of surprising, but so many times uh, my conversations with mentees come back to the financial piece of Mm -hmm. working. And Mm -hmm. so understanding like what you need to live off of (laughs) and what your financial plans are for the future, what age you'd like to retire, for example, Mm -hmm. having those conversations so that you can make a decision based on what's going to be best for your financial health, in addition to your career and sort of emotional health, I think is really important. Wow. Really good advice. Not something, you're right. It it is not, it's a typical advice, but really, really good. And in, you're right. Compensation is a big aspect of changing jobs. And what's interesting from my perspective as a Mm -hmm. recruiter is even though this is a huge aspect, it is not the aspect that makes you happy. Right. Right. It, it's but so the it financial can make you plan, unhappy very quickly. Happy. <laughs> <laughs> True story. <laughs> but that's what. So that's why I love this financial planner. Like it, it, they'll help you figure out where you need to be to help you make those decisions. So sometimes you can be okay making a little bit less. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you do need to be making more. And sometimes you're not quite sure where that balance is. So I love this advice. Thank you. It's not something I've thought about before. And I think it's brilliant personally. I, th- I think it helps set, I'll say, uh, early in career and women up 
for success in mm. specifically because there's so much angst around asking right. for what you deserve mm-hmm. or conversations around raises yes. or promotions. Mm-hmm. And so if you can sort of take the fear out of it around your self-worth and think about like, oh, I live in New York City and I'm doing a copywriting job. Mm -hmm. And so now do I need four other jobs to be able to keep this copywriting job that might lead me to something more senior if I stick Mm -hmm. it out? Like you can sort of take the angst out of it by just knowing realistically, financially, what you need. Yeah, it gives you that clarity. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the clarity yep. is is incredibly valuable in every aspect. And and yes, in finances, so much, so many of us don't have clarity there. So yeah, yep. really so that's good. my my mm-hmm. pragmatic yeah. piece of advice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd say you know on the sort of like more you know professional development, creating goals, and sort of like trying to land the job of your dreams, which I feel like. I've been lucky enough to do a few times because my dreams have changed throughout my career. Yes, they do. It's good to acknowledge that and keep asking yourself. I'd say that some of the best experiences I've had professionally and personally have been in situations where I'm absolutely terrified. Mm -hmm. So not to let fear be the determining factor as to whether or not you take a risk to apply for a job or ask for that promotion or change direction in a career. Mm, such the best advice. I completely agree. Right. It's like fear. uh, You can hide behind fear and you will get nowhere. But Mm -hmm. if you just make fear your friend and walk beside it, don't let it stop you. (laughs) Yeah. And it can be as small as raising your hand in a meeting and offering your professional opinion on something, particularly Mm -hmm. also very difficult. I've been the only woman in a room in many meetings in my career, and it can be very intimidating to raise your hand, but it can also be public speaking. It could be applying for a job that you're not sure you're qualified for. It could be Mm -hmm. sending an email to a recruiter and asking for a conversation as to getting their professional opinion as to what kind of roles you should be looking at. Um, So I think not letting fear determine you taking risks in terms of planning the next steps of your career. Oh yeah, completely agree. The more you walk with the fear and move forward with it, the easier it gets too. Don't yep. you find? You yeah. know, I mean, just with each step, you know, in, in realizing I can do this. I can I did that, I can do this. I did that, yep. I can do this. Yes. Absolutely. I What's love the it. worst thing that can happen is that your fear is a reality, but you've already thought about it ad nauseum <laughs> before you try. So exactly. And here's, and, and here's the thing about that, that I found because I, you know, and I learned this, this was actually a very early lesson for me, super fearful public speaking situation, yep. super fearful, Many people so are. scared. Oh my gosh. And this was in the high school years. Okay. Mm-hmm. So public speaking amongst your peers in high school, just the worst happened. Okay. Everyone laughed, laughed at me. They, yep. Everyone laughed at me. They weren't laughing with me. They were laughing at me. And it was so empowering because I was like, wow, that's what I was scared of. It just happened. Mm-hmm. I'm still here. I'm still me. I'm still okay. I still have the same friends. I still have the same family. Yeah. Mind blown, you know, yeah. so much, so much of what we fear is really not to be feared. And there's a lot, you know, in communicate in communications roles in general, you know, I've talked to lots of people who are afraid of public speaking, afraid of talking to a reporter right? If you work in PR, that's part of the job. (laughs) So like practicing public speaking with someone who's 
not, you know, who's a, who's a safe listener, but Mm -hmm. will give you constructive feedback, practicing conversations about pitching to a reporter with another more experienced PR professional. Like there's lots of opportunities to practice the, the pieces of our roles that might terrify us. And I think taking advantage of your mentors or your, even your peers so that the big scary monster sitting on your shoulder isn't holding you back from growth. Right. Oh, I love it. Such great advice. Thank you for sharing that. Mm-hmm. And, and I love I love a story. So yeah. could you share a story about something impactful that happened to you and your work situation? What happened? What did you learn from it? Yeah, that's a great question. So we talked a little bit prior to recording about the the squiggly line of my career. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I've worked across many different industries and I've, you know, through a through being a communications professional, I've had to learn how to know a little bit about a lot of topics, whether it's products or get to know an org chart really quickly, get comfortable in front of a CEO and make a recommendation. So I've been in some intimidating situations. I think one of the things that thankfully age has gotten me a little bit more comfortable with doing is leaving companies or roles when I've gotten really clear that I'm unhappy. Um, And that is a Another on on the on the topic of being terrified, that's another situation where you know this idea that we need to sort of like perfect ourselves and our skills as we move forward in our career. One of the things that I think within the last few years I've gotten more comfortable with is really being aware of when I'm unhappy and then making the steps to leave. Mm-hmm. And so I've had the opportunity to work for some wonderful organizations and companies, and I've worked for, with some great mentors and managers and some not so great ones. Um, But at the end of the day, when you are dreading on a Sunday night, starting work on Monday, or worse, you're thinking about Friday night on Monday morning, you know, that that's really the onus is on you to do something about it. And I say that from a position of privilege. I, I always want to acknowledge I am a straight, white, married, educated female and I have a partner that we co-earn together. So there is a, a lot of privilege that comes with being able to be in a position to step away from a situation where you don't feel like you're thriving. But I, I've really, I've, I think I've earned a lot of pride in myself <laughs> by being able to do that. And it's not easy. And sometimes, you know, you have an employer that says, wait, we'll give you more money or we'll give you a different position or we'll give you more people. What's going to make you want to stay? And I think listening to that voice inside that's telling you it's not the right culture for you, not the right value system, not the right manager, whatever it is, listening to that voice and taking the steps to leave is a really important, was a really impactful period in time for me. Final. And I've done it a couple times, but now I'm a lot more comfortable knowing my worth <laughs> and knowing it's just there's no amount of money that's worth staying in a in a position or under a manager that makes you miserable. A hundred percent. It is not worth it at all. I completely agree. And this is vital advice if you ask me, because too many people stay in a job yep. that they are unhappy in because of fear, because because of so many different reasons, because they don't think of anything better, because uh, there's just so and many different reasons. They're afraid to have a short period of time on their resume. Like you, you can probably speak to this better mm-hmm. than I can, but having an authentic answer to why did you decide to leave 
it's okay to say it wasn't the right fit and I was unhappy and I was doing a disservice to the company and to myself. I think Absolutely. that's an appropriate answer. <laughs> Absolutely. Here's the, here's the thing. Clarity is, is a magical thing in an interview process. When you mm-hmm. know exactly why you didn't want something and why you made a change and what it is that you do want and mm-hmm. why you're there talking to them, there is a beauty in that. And it is felt in the interview process. Yeah. Clarity is magic. No, and- no one gets to the end of their life and says, oh, I wish I had spent four, five more years with that miserable no. manager in a job that I hated. <laughs> no one no. says that. They no. say, why didn't I leave earlier? This was a, you know, this was a situation in which I was forcing myself to co- exactly to to fit into a, a square mm-hmm. hole when I was a round peg. <laughs> yes. Yes. For anyone listening, this is a promise I can make. If you are unhappy in what you're doing, I promise you that there is absolutely something better for you out there. It is a big wide world with so much opportunity, not worth staying somewhere you're yep. unhappy. Thank it's you like for dating. that. It's like dating. It's like right? dating, right? Yes. <laughs> Sometimes it's better to be single and happy. <laughs> <laughs> true story so that's really really great um now can you tell us a little bit about i mean new balance what what attracted you to this position and, and if you can comment sure what, what do you think has helped serve you in landing your corporate roles well i will say that i feel i've just started this new role so i work for the new balance foundation which is a separate legal charitable entity within New Balance, which is obviously, we like to say we're the fiercely independent shoe and apparel brand. So go New Balance. I'm a, I'm a convert very early and my closet has a lot of shoes to show for it. So I saw this role. I was actually working for myself. So I was, as you mentioned at the top, I was managing my own communications consulting firm. And I came across this job posting because I look on LinkedIn almost daily, not just for myself, but for people that I'm working with who are trying mm-hmm. to make moves in their own career. And I saw the job for the global communications manager for philanthropy, supporting the foundation. And it was, it was sort of like lightning struck me and it was a unicorn job. I've never seen it any other charitable foundation. And it was the perfect combination of my cumulative professional experience to date. And that was one of those moments where I wasn't looking actively for a job. I wasn't even thinking about New Balance, <laughs> to mm-hmm. be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've always wanted to work for uh, a global brand that's direct to consumer and a brand that I personally am passionate about and mm-hmm. consume. And I do. Mm-hmm. I'm a kind of a sneakerhead. So I literally hammered out my cover letter in about five minutes. It's probably the most heartfelt and authentic cover letter I've ever written. I didn't show it to anyone else. I emailed it to someone that I actually know that works at New Balance and asked sure. them to do an employee referral for me. Mm -hmm. And thankfully he went one step further and emailed the hiring managers and the TA person who was managing the rec. And I think by about four o'clock that afternoon, I had my first interview scheduled. It was really like a serendipitous moment, but I was prepared. Mm -hmm. Yes. Right? Like I know Mm -hmm. my worth. I know Mm -hmm. my experience. I know about employee referrals. I asked. Mm -hmm. and. I wrote a cover letter that was absolutely authentic and heartfelt, and I knew I was qualified for the job. All of the pieces. Yes. These are all the successful pieces. Yeah. Fantastic. What a great share. And, so, I, and I'm, I'm, I love working for a company where I can see the values operationalized. Mm-hmm. I will say this is the genuinely no shade to my former employers. This is genuinely a company where I see 
the values they state externally are operationalized internally. Mm-hmm. Well, and I love just right from that first part where you said lightning struck me, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. there's, there's times in life where we have, it's like that tuning fork, all of a sudden something yeah. is vibrating inside and feeling so right. We don't always follow through when you feel that. So just from the follow through on that, I want to applaud you. Thank you. So, uh, now, before you go, could you tell us yeah. something that you have either read, watched, or listened to that had a positive impact on you that you feel others could benefit from as well? Yeah, I could give you a list of 20 resources because I'm an avid reader and podcast, podcast listener. Um, but I would say one of the books that, you know, it's a little cliche <laughs> for a, I'll say, a woman of a certain age, mm-hmm. um, but I'm a huge Brene Brown fan. Mm, me too. And I read The Gifts of Imperfection. Someone gave it to me just as like a hand-me-down. Mm-hmm. That book has been highlighted, dog-eared, referenced in so many conversations that I've had with mentees, with peers, professionally and personally. Because like fear, I think this like pursuit of perfection is such a myth and it creates so much unnecessary angst in our lives. So I would say that's a huge influence on me. I like to look at it every once in a while when I think that I'm being perfect. (laughs) And I'm like, oh no, this is such a waste of time. Why was I trying to project this image that I have my S-H-I-T together. Um, yes. And the other thing I would say is the 10% Happier podcast with Dan Harris. Mm. I'm a huge proponent of putting as much energy in staying organized and focused in my daytime life as I am in my personal life. So building that routine of like, for me, the magic combination is sleep. I personally don't drink alcohol. It's a late, later in life decision, but it's mm-hmm. paid me back in spades. Daily movement, exercise, meditation. And I have loved listening to that podcast because he interviews really interesting people. Mm-hmm. And he also offers free meditations that you can do like 10 right. minutes a day. Oh, that's fantastic. Oh, I love it. I'll check that out. And I actually haven't read that Brene Brown book, so I'm excited to go to read that as well. Thank you for the suggestions. I appreciate it. No problem. Happy to share. Jackie, this has been so much fun and such great advice all around. Thank you for joining us on the Career Wanderlust podcast. My pleasure. My pleasure. I feel honored to be included amongst your very knowledgeable and wise guests. (laughs) Oh. Thank you for joining us on the Career Wanderlust podcast. If you find value in learning from others, give us a like and subscribe. If you're looking to grow your communications, marketing, public relations, or sales and biz dev team with the best talent and quickly, check us out at paradigmstaffing.com and submit a request. We are wishing you a most successful and fulfilling career. Until next time.